it's always good for us to often remember how close God is to us. The indwelling of God within you and me. And therefore, the focus of God, the interest of God in your heart and mine. What did you and I bring this morning in our hearts? What have we been feeling these last several days? What are those deep thoughts that keep occurring within our spirit? It's in this place where the Lord wants to love us. I thought it'd be good just to take a moment this morning, and you can close your eyes if you wish. As you know, I always recommend just putting your hands over your heart. And let's just ask the Lord to be with us. With us in our hearts. Lord Jesus, we, we ask you to come. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, come. Love us in this place with all that we bring and all that we carry. Lord Jesus, help us. And Lord Jesus, we trust in you. And we entrust everything to you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Amen. So Jesus says in our gospel, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. We all know that it is challenging to follow the Lord. It's challenging to be open to that inner transformation that the Lord desires. Makes me think of the story of a family with two sons, two younger boys, coming home from Mass and beginning to launch into breakfast. And right away, the boys are arguing about who's going to get the first pancake. And the mother chimes in and says, Boys, if it were Jesus, he would want the other person to have the first one. And so the older brother says to the younger, Okay, Billy, how about you be Jesus? It's hard to follow Jesus. And to be open to those changes that are so necessary. And notice in the gospel, there are moments where Jesus comes to us. That he enters our life and he doesn't give a warning. He didn't give a heads up to these villages around Galilee that he was coming. Like, hey, uh, just want to let you know. Uh, next week on Wednesday, I'm going to come by. I'll be the guy with the red sandals. I know that's weird, but my mother likes red. 
I'll be the guy in the marketplace with the red sandals. And by the way, let Peter, Andrew, James, and John know that their life is going to radically change. He doesn't do this. But he comes always respectful of our freedom, but he comes. And he can come in any number of ways. Like a child in their room playing with a set of Legos. And just all of a sudden, a sense of the nearness of God. That God is with them. And now they're no longer afraid of the dark. God is with them. Inviting them to draw closer. It can be a moment of honest inner reflection. A person who starts to think, what am I doing with my life? Where is everything going? And this too can result into a hearing of the Lord's call. It can be a nagging fed-upness about a sinful lifestyle or a deep-seated weariness of a life that has become superficial, shallow, and empty. Often it's a moment of crisis where a person has tried all kinds of human resources, and after trying everything and exhausting every possibility, nothing works, and there is God. He comes. And in various ways, he says, follow me. And that time of discipleship is so important where we follow Jesus. We become like Jesus. We become one spirit with Jesus. One mind, one heart. So that it It becomes Jesus in us, surrendering to the Father. Jesus in us, loving the Father. Jesus in us, loving our neighbors, whoever they may be. But that is not all. Being a disciple is never the end. This is not just about our own personal formation and transformation. Jesus says, follow me and what? I will make you. I will make you fishers of men. Jesus wants to make us into someone that we were not before. He gives us new capacities to do things that we could not have done before. And notice it's for a purpose. In order to bear witness, I will make you fishers of all people. And it's interesting just to think for a moment about after Mass each of you going in different directions out into the city, like God casting his net over this community and calling each of us to attract others 
into this net to Christ. And here's where we come to understand the moment of maturity when we hear the call to be an apostle. We go from being a disciple to being an apostle. And as we all know, that word means one who is sent. One who is sent to bear witness in any of the number of ways that the Lord calls us. One way can be, for example, in any number of the vocations or careers that people embrace. And then there comes a day where they're thinking, it's got to be more than this. This job has to be more than about just making money and providing for myself and my family. And they begin to realize that God is calling them to use their work, their vocational career, in order to bear witness. God often does not ask us to change what we're doing. But he always asks us to change how we're doing it. I remember when I worked for Sears, I worked in the hardware department. I love tools and and drills and saws. But the formation to sell hardware, they train you to do all kinds of sales tactics. And as I went through this, I realized There were several that were contrary to my conscience that I could not do because they were contrary to the gospel and the dignity of the customers that came in. They wanted me to to be pushy, to hawk over people, to manipulate them, to buy more than what they came in for. And I just said, I ain't doing this. I won't do this. And I treated every person that came into that store as a child of God and as if they were Jesus himself. And finally, uh, the managers just left me alone. (laughs) The call to be an apostle, to bear witness to our faith in what we are living and what we are doing. I've heard so many college young adults share a similar experience of being in college. And at one point, they, they realize it has to be more than just earning my degree and then getting a job. And they realize that the Lord is calling them to be a witness on campus. And they get involved in campus ministry and Bible studies and groups that gather to share their faith with each other. I've heard this story many times. Equally as as, uh, common are families where they'll share a moment when one of the children begins to realize their selfishness, where they're not contributing to the good of the family and, and voluntarily helping out, putting some skin in the game, And I remember when this happened to my brother, when he was 11 years old, he started to do random acts of thoughtfulness 
and kindness around the house without being asked. Even at at the age of 11, he was aware of the call to be an apostle. And when I saw this, boy, did I have to look at myself, and I realized, what a slacker. I am so selfish, always thinking of me, and I'm just a taker. I just take, and I only do something if I'm forced to do it. And so his witness made me think about it. And then I started to look for random acts of kindness and love around the house. (laughs) My dear friends, this morning, let us renew our commitment to follow Jesus. But also, let us pray for the grace to be open to any number of ways that the Lord is calling us to be apostles, ways that he's calling us to bear witness to our faith in the various things of our daily life. Amen.